Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Hangout. Today's discussion centers on how we can let the enjoyment of things, curiosity, or enticement take our soul hostage. So let's grab our beverage of choice. I don't want to waste any time. For me, it's going to be water, snacks, and a notepad, or go to the notes section on your phone to begin today's discussion. Your soul is a hostage. Again, today's discussion is your soul is a hostage. So let's get into it. On the podcast, we have repeatedly discussed how we shouldn't allow people, things, or ourselves to disrupt our growth in becoming our best selves. However, we have never engaged solely in how life's innocence can manipulate and leave our spirit man unguarded, such as becoming numb to the ways of sin and seeing it as minimal because it is so common in today's society. Then you question God and start self-reflecting about how this situation or action is or isn't unacceptable. Basically, we deciding whether this action is sinful or not. Not realizing engaging in sin, we allow spirits to enter our lives. Yes, spirits to enter our lives. And it can take form in any part of your life. It doesn't have to be a specific part. It could take form in music, anger, confusion, lust, etc. It can take many forms. And allowing these satanic spirits to torment us unconsciously because we have become numb to sin. And our guard isn't up like it should be. God instructs us to protect ourselves and be mindful of what we get ourselves into because of this. He wants us to avoid the torment. He doesn't want us to endure the torment. But because we have become numb, because we haven't been aware, because we just give off this nonchalant attitude, we are subjected to these spirits tormenting us. We are subjected to the attack of the enemy. We are putting ourselves in harm's way. And I think sometimes we forget how powerful spirits can be. And if we allow them to find an entry in our lives, no matter where in our lives, if we allow them to find that entry, it makes it 10 times harder to get rid of them. We should protect our gates leading to our souls. What are those gates, Lydia? We should be mindful of what we watch, what we listen to, what we touch, taste, replicate, indulge ourselves in. If those things can take hold of our minds, if we allow it to take hold of our minds, we're in a long spiritual battle on top of what we already going through. Do not be tricked, (laughs) all right? Do not be tricked into thinking spirits and sins always come in a physical form. I just want to point that out. Because yes, the enemy can use man for his bidding. Yes, he can allow people to enter into our lives and do these malicious and spiteful things. Yes, man can do that. But he can also plant thoughts in our mind. 
All it takes is an injury in your mind. When Eve ate the fruit from the tree, the devil didn't have to go find Adam and be like, all right, Adam, I need you to help me out real quick. Or he didn't have to physically knock the fruit off the tree into Eve's hand. No. What did it say in the Bible? All he did was plant words in, in her mind. That's all he did. He kept planting words in her mind, starting her to doubt, starting her to question, starting her to confuse herself, which then turned into an action of her sinning against God. We don't always have to physically do something. If we get that thought in our mind, it turns into a form of action. That's why I always say think positivity, because if you're thinking positive, then your actions start to formulate positivity. But if we're thinking malice, if we're thinking hate, if we're thinking turmoil, if we're allowing things that are not like God to speak into our spirits, to taint our soul, what are we doing? Because it's going to affect our minds. It does not matter how spiritually mature you are because I hear it all the time. Well, I've been saved for this amount of time and I know better and this and that and da 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 da. No, it does not matter how spiritually mature you are. You are still subject to get attacked by the enemy. If you start dabbling and playing with fire, you are going to get burnt. Because we know better and we know the actions that we're taking will lead us to harm, will lead us to destruction, will leave us to burn for eternity. It's no skipping a hop of icing on the cake. Y'all, this is facts. We are going to burn for eternity if we keep playing with the devil, if we keep allowing the devil to have forefront in our lives, if we keep battling with things, stop saying, I'm going to get it straight. I'm going to get it straight. I'm going to get it straight. Y'all, we need to get it straight now. God doesn't scare us into wanting to be his servants and to be saved so we won't burn. But that is the consequence of our disobedience. If we continue to allow ourselves to be manipulated by the world, to to be manipulated by the enemy, to be manipulated in general, because we know better, we know better. And God says in his word to remove ourselves from the sin and not to participate nor entertain it at all. So why are we entertaining it? And then we start making excuses, talking about some like, oh, well, I don't really care for the satanic music. I just listen to it for the beat. Well, why can't you listen to an instrumental? Or you say, well, I have unsafe friends, and da, 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 but these unsafe friends don't respect you. Every time you're around them, they try to get you to sing. <laughs> they don't respect the choices that you have made for your life. It's a difference when there is respect given. They say, I ain't going to come at him. I ain't going to come at her like that because I know they're trying to do better. But every time y'all link up, they want you to walk out of the will of the Lord. But then you want to argue and say, well, even Jesus ate with the sinners. We need to stop making excuses. We need to stop making excuses because we have been making excuses for far too long. There is no more time on this earth to keep making excuses because God has been giving us that feeling in our heart of conviction. And we can't allow things to taint our faith, our mind, body, and soul. Because we have that feeling. We know better. We get that uneerie feeling. That's not, oh, I ate something bad. No, that's your spirit man telling you like, bro, this ain't right. 
this ain't right. We we don't need to keep doing this. And we know subconsciously, we know consciously that we shouldn't be engaging in those things, but we continue to allow ourselves to make those excuses so we can feel better about ourselves. You know what would make you feel better about yourself if you get it right? And that's coming from someone who knows. That's coming from someone who spent years running from God, who spent years having a nonchalant attitude, who spent years battling with depression, anxiety, just engaging myself in sin and not caring for anything in the world because I was just existing. I was like, I don't care for life. I don't care for nothing. Whatever somebody wants me to do, I'm going to do it. And that's point blank, period. But when I removed myself out of the hands of the enemy and woke up and realized I have more to my life, I have purpose on my name, I have the ability, I have the power, I have the knowledge. God has given me full authority to speak against my lack, to speak against my hurt, to speak against my turmoil, to bind the hands of the enemy. Because the Bible says when we call on the blood Jesus, when we call on our brother named Jesus, the enemy will flee. You telling me all I got to do is say Jesus and the devil's going to be scared and leave me alone. So why do we allow ourselves to to taint our spirits, to taint our souls? Why? And I'm not telling us to walk through life feeling fearful, like, well, everything I do now must be a sin. No, everything you do is not a sin. It's not. And if you are confused and if you don't know, that's why we educate ourselves in the word. We get down on our knees and we pray to God and say, God, whatever is not like you in my life, remove it. Because I want to hear you say, well done, my good and faithful servant, not turn away from me, you sinner of iniquity. I don't want God to turn his back from me because I know I Lydia's not perfect y'all I'm still battling with stuff I'm still going through stuff I'm still asking and pleading and praying with God to get me to a place in my life to continuously feel the peace and yes I feel it but sometimes I do stumble sometimes I do fall sometimes I do backslide Sometimes because we're flawed, we're human, but that's why we have to continually align ourselves with God, continually to align ourselves from not being in the world because we don't want our soul to become hostage, to become manipulated, to become tainted. We don't want that at all. We want to build a relationship with God and not become tormented for the rest of our days over something we could have fixed, over something we could have got straight and not kept making excuses as to why, well, I sin because this, and technically I'm not really sinning because compared to what other people are doing, they doing much worse. Let me tell you something. God weighs sin all the same because sin is sin. It doesn't matter what form it takes. It doesn't matter how it looked like. It doesn't matter what you think that it's supposed to be. Sin is sin. And let me tell you something. When I opened my Bible and I started reading God's word and start seeing what was actually sin, I was astonished. Like, God, why, 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 why? And then God put me to a place to help me to see and understand. And sometimes that's what we need to do. We need to go to God and ask God to reveal to us why is it a sin? And sometimes you don't even have to question God. We, we are a culture that feels the need. We have to question every single thing. Sometimes you don't need to question. Sometimes you don't need to be nosy Nancy. Sometimes you need to be quiet and be still and not engage in stuff that you know, that you know, that you know, you're not supposed to be doing. 
So we have to be mindful and not create excuses for the things in our lives, people or ourselves, knowing that what we are doing is wrong. If we know what we are doing is wrong, we should stop. And I know that's coming from a lot because it's like, well, Lydia, you know, we can say we want to stop doing something, but we backslide. But I just I'm just a firm believer because I have been a repeated backslider. I'm, I'm being honest on here. I'm just a firm believer. If we take that initiative and have that mindset of, no, I will be delivered. No, I will be healed. No, this this will not define me. I will not keep allowing myself to be used and manipulated by the hands of the enemy because I know my life has a purpose. I know I am a child of a king. I know, I know, I know. I believe if we continue to have that positive mindset, the enemy is he's going to have to release his grasp on us. But if we always put ourselves in harm's way, if we don't allow ourselves to be accountable for the things that we are doing, then the spiritual battle is going to continue on. And we're already going through a spiritual battle. If you don't see it, good versus evil. I know it sounds like comedic and I know it sounds like obsolete and everything else. Like we know Lydia good versus evil. No, the enemy is out here really taking lives. The enemy is out here trying to use all his cars, trying to use everything that he got in his deck to take us down with him. Because when the rapture happens, when everything comes to an end, the devil's gonna burn y'all. He's gonna burn. And they said, hell right now is hot. All right, it's hot, it's humid. You asking for a cup of water, you can't even get no cup of water and hell, you can't even hear hell from heaven at all. But when the rapture happens, hell is going to get hotter. It says it's going to light up like fire and brimstone. So you telling me it's just humid and hot and it's going to get hotter? Hotter? Oh, no, 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 no. Because, baby, let me tell y'all something. I can barely stand the heat in the shower, let alone the heat outside. (laughs) So let me get it straight. And a lot of us received that conviction during lockdown and really said, you know what? This is my opportunity to get it straight with God. Just because things are now seeming to go back to normal, I don't think we would never be 100% normal because this pandemic has really changed all of us. But as things are trying to recircle back to our norm, reality, whatever we want to call it. We cannot forget the promises and the vows that we made to God, that we would change, that we will do better, that we will try to just grow within ourselves. Don't become distracted because let me tell you something. The devil is playing for keeps. Things that we used to play and dabble in growing up and playing with the devil and da 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 da. He is playing for keeps and he's not releasing nothing. He's not going to release you. You are worth more valuable to keep than to lose. Just to prove a statement that God is not who he say that he is. And the only reason we are worshiping him is because he blesses us. No, we worship him because he is our father. He is our healer. He is our keeper. He is our way maker. He is our provider. Our God can do more than all that we could ever ask or think. Y'all, we cannot allow our soul to become hostage to the world, to the enemy, 
to sin. We can't allow our soul to become hostage. We have to be mindful. We have to have our guard up and we have to continue to have a mindset that if it does not glorify God and it, and if it does not have me walking in my purpose, then I should remove myself from this. This eerie feeling been coming too often for me to keep ignoring. And sometimes we can ignore that feeling that God has placed in our hearts to the point that we will allow ourselves to be physically tormented on the earth. And, you know, the funny thing about God is he continuously saves us from our own harm. But sooner or later, it's going to get to a point God is going to stop trying to save you because you're not listening to him. When he's trying to guide you, when he's trying to direct you, when he's telling you like, no, stop, stop hanging out with them. No, stop, stop listening to that. Stop watching that. Stop engaging in that. Stop talking about that. Stop doing that. All it takes is a thought in our mind that it will lead us down a rabbit hole that we will feel like we can't get out of when we could have removed ourselves from the beginning. I'm going to give y'all a story time. And um, I had so much I want to say on this podcast, but I'm going to give y'all this story time because this is where God is leading me. And then we're going to close. I remember like it was yesterday, but it wasn't yesterday, but it was years ago. And I remember on one, just one particular night, I was having the worst dream ever. I was getting attacked by the enemy so bad and I kept screaming Jesus in the gr- in the dream but I couldn't get physically I couldn't scream Jesus but my spirit man was screaming Jesus and the devil was tormenting me I, I want to say it was a spirit the devil whatever it was tormenting me and was like he can't hear you he can't hear you he can't hear you and he, he was just kept trying to attack me and I and I was fighting in my sleep fighting in my sleep fighting in my sleep fighting in my sleep and I woke up to something over me. Like the head was like them paranormal type stuff over me. And it wasn't the first time I saw that spirit. I saw that spirit when one day I was in the um in my kitchen and I was doing something and it was like I don't know, I fell asleep on the couch and the spirit came out the TV and it was attacking me. Then I had another dream and it was my it was my mom, but it wasn't my mom. The spirit was shape-shifting to look like my mom and it tried to like kill me. And then I just got to a point, I was like, no more. I woke up out my sleep in sweats, y'all. Like I was sweaty. And I woke up out my sleep and I gathered everybody in the house. And I was like, somebody or me, I don't know who, but there is a spirit in this house and it keeps tormenting me. It keeps attacking me. I had my dad anoint and pray over the house. We was praying and everything. And, um, you know, my mom, we firm believer. If we feel like we get tormented, we going to get released today. And my mom was like, spirit, we don't know how you got up in here, but you go get out this house. So my mom was like, well, you the one who been seeing it, open the door. And, you know, we sometimes become fearful because we like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's our response, because y'all I'm, I'm very jumpy. I'm very scary. And I was like, open the door. Can't you do it? And my mom was like, no, you the one who was seeing it, open the door. And it was oddly funny enough. I could not get that door open to save my life. Literally in real life, the front door would not open. We kept yanking on it and pulling on it. 
the door wouldn't open. And then my mom was like, oh, no, see, the spirit ain't trying to leave. So we plead the blood of Jesus. And we said, we rebuke you, Satan, in the mighty name of Jesus. You have to flee. You have to release your grasp upon this family, upon this house. We call on the blood of Jesus. This door will open and you will leave this house in the in the name of Jesus. And once my mama said what she said, the door finally opened and we heard something fly out the door. It was like a wind, like just something just went out the door. And then we started praying and stuff. And I, I just, in that moment, I, I said to myself, bro, spirits are real. And I kept, and that's when I'm saying my overall message, because we become numb to it. Like I kept ignoring it. Like I see it. I see it. It's tormenting me, but I'm going to ignore it and it'll eventually go away. No, when we called on the blood of Jesus, (laughs) when we allowed God to enter into our space, he took full control and removed the hands of the enemy, that spirit, whatever, out of the house, out of my life. And I was not tormented no more. And I was like, because I I could not go to sleep. I was restless for weeks, y'all restless not understanding why I was getting attacked but I kept ignoring it I'm like well eventually it'll go away no and that's what the devil wants you to do he wants you to become numb to his existence no when you see it you rebuke it in that moment in that instance when I feel iffy about something when something is going on easy with me I said oh oh, not today devil I rebuke you rebuke you by the blood of Jesus You will not have my mind. You will not have my family. You will not have my friends. You will not have control over my life. I rebuke you by the blood of Jesus because I am a child of the King. My life has power. My life has authority. God God has given me dominion. God has given me dominion. He says in his word, we are little gods to him. We are an extension off of him. So whatever I loose on earth will be loose in heaven. So I'm pleading the blood right now in this situation that God will release me, that God will cover me, that God will keep me, that God will guide me. God, just keep my mind. God, just keep my mind. Keep my mind. Keep my mind. When you allow God to keep you, you will be kept. Do not allow your soul to become hostage. I'm telling y'all, it does not matter what other people think. It does not matter what they think because it is your life. You want better for yourself. It's about you and your connection with Christ and how you want God to see you. Do you want God to see you as a sinner or do you want God to see you as one of his children who continually is fighting to be loved by him? Because God's love never leaves us. It never goes anywhere. So do not become victim. Do not be victimized by the enemy. Rebuke it right now. And and we always think, well, spirits, they have this evil, eerie, bad feeling. We sometimes be scared to say anything. Bro, rebuke it. You better rebuke that thing off of you. Whatever it is, call it like you see it. 
God, I rebuke the spirit of drunkenness. God, I rebuke the spirit of adultery. God, I rebuke the spirit of fornication. God, I rebuke the spirit of masturbation. God, I rebuke, God, I rebuke, God, I rebuke because I, I am the child of a king. I want to be glorified by you, God. My life, my purpose is through you, not through me, period. Do not let your soul become hostage. Do not let it become hostage. And if you are a hostage, rebuke it right now. Ask God to deliver you right now. Because God said in his word, when we call on the blood of Jesus, we will be freed. Don't have the enemy or life have you thinking that you too deep into it, that you cannot be set free. You, it's never too late, y'all. It's never too late to be set free. It's never too late to take that initiative right now to say, I want to change. I want to do better. I want to be saved. I'm tired of drinking and not remembering what I did the next morning. I'm tired of going out partying, still feeling empty inside. I'm tired of making all these soul ties, trying to feel love. And I just want to feel love inside of me. I'm just tired. I'm tired of being tired. Every day I wake up and I'm tired. It's never too late. Never. I don't care how deep in sin you may think that you are in. It is never too late to be set free, to be healed, to be delivered. And if things fall off of you that you thought were supposed to be attached to you, let it go. So God can bless you with more. For God to do something in your life, he has to remove you out of bondage, whatever form that may be. And we have to let it go. So be mindful of what you allow in your presence. Protect your eyes, your heart, your mind, your spirit. Protect everything. Protect it and keep your guard up. God will always keep us, but it is our personal decision whether or not we want to be kept. If you want to be delivered, God can deliver you. If you want to be set free, God can set you free. If you want change, God can bring you that change. But it's not about God. It's about you, about you accepting that this is something that you want for your life because it says in God's word, he is a gentleman. He continually knocks at our door, wanting us to let him in. He's waiting for us to let him in. I honestly, truthfully want to pray for you guys. I really do. So if you have the ability to get on your knees and bow your heads, do so. If not, just listen to the sound of my voice. Okay. All right. God, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We just want to say thank you for being God because God, you do not have to be God. You do not have to do the things that you do in our lives. You don't have to make ways out of no ways. You don't have to continue to show us and prove to us that you love us and you care about us. God, we just ask that you release us from bondage. God, we ask of you to remove anything or anyone or whatever in our lives that does not glorify you, God. We just want to be close to you, God. Forgive us of the sins that we have committed knowingly or unknowingly, God. We just ask and we pray that you just continue to guide us and mold us and make us because God, not because we are born into a world of sin, but God, we just need that continuation of guidance. 
God, please hear us. Hear our cries, God. Hear our minds, God. Hear our spirits, God. Continue to move in our life because, God, we have been feeling lost. We have been feeling empty. We have been feeling broken. We have been feeling confused, God. And we just don't know what's what's our next step. Because, yes, we know you are returning, God. But what are we supposed to do? While we're waiting for you to return, God, give us the guidance, give us the know-how, give us the tips, give us the whatever we need, the resources, the, the knowledge, wisdom, power, and understanding, God, to continue to follow you, to continue to be the child of the king, to continue to glorify you and not be used by the hands of the enemy. And we just want to be healed. We want to be delivered and we want to be set free. So God, please remove the yoke of bondage over our life and release us from the hands of the enemy. Release us from generational curses. Release us from generational torment. Release us, release us, release us, release us. And God, you know the thoughts that are on our minds. Who's ever praying within you in, internally right now, God, and is seeking a way out of no way? God, you said in your word, when two or three are joined according to your name. So me and the SBCs, we're just going to trust and believe that you're going to make a way. You're going to make a way because God, you are a way maker. God, you're a keeper and God, you are everything. And God, if we haven't been living the life like we should have, God, please forgive us. We are asking for forgiveness. If you want to give your life to Christ, say, God, please forgive me of the sins I have committed, knowingly or unknowingly. I want to hear you say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Remove anything out of my life that does not glorify you, that does not align me with my purpose. And God, I just give you full authority and full range over my life because, God, I have realized that you are my keeper, that you are my father, that you are my healer, that you are my way maker. And God, I love you. And God, just continue to show me the steps that I need to take in you so I can continue to be a vessel to the work in the kingdom and not a hindrance. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Well, our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. I know. But if you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section. Share slash tag a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is on the podcast. All right. And make sure your post notifications are on to know when the next episode drops. I try to post weekly like I told y'all. But school has been kicking my behind. I'm going to try to be consistent on here with y'all, but I'm just giving y'all a heads up. Your girl is tired. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting. Y'all know I post weekly on that as well, so stay tuned. And, yeah, do all the good things so I know that you found me. And all of my socials will be in the description box below so you don't have to fret and be like, I can't find sis. Trust me, you can find me anywhere. (laughs) If no one has told you this today, listen carefully. I love you. God loves you. And Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with who? 
with God, y'all. I love you, SBCs. And until we meet again, bye.